Three, two, one. Let's go! I'm the Here host of the <laughs> Podcast. Troy Tillman. Start your engines. Sitting down at Microseismic <laughs> Inc. 2023. We're on the razor's edge of technology and new ideas. And there's an old saying that says, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. So that's where we are. We're riding that razor's edge of technology. We're at Image where the SEG, the AAPG, SEPM, we're all coming together. And we're talking about these new ideas. We're talking about the technologies applied in geoscience to make a difference. Sir, introduce yourself. Let's get started with your story. Perfect. Okay. Well, my name is Gary Hargraves. And I just finished my first year here at Microseismic as the president and chief operating officer. Nice. Which means I wear two hats. (laughs) One is to help out with the vision and the strategy and the roadmap. Is that the president's role? That's the president's role. And the chief operating role is to figure out and help on a day-to-day basis to execute on that plan. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's pretty tough. I've never sat down with a COO, chief operating officer. I mean, you got to think about the the team you have, their abilities, their strengths, their weaknesses. How are you integrating all that? I mean, for, for, for your first year at Microseismic, how much did you know about the idea of listening to small seismic events that are way smaller than like earthquakes. How much did you know about that before you took on this job? How much do you know about it now? Well, I had to look up what microseismic <laughs> was. <laughs> so my background is the first 23 years of my yeah. professional career, I was in the tech consulting business. Wow. So I worked for companies like IBM and HP. Um, but I spent a lot of time in digital and emerging technologies. Okay. So AI, blockchain, you know, data science, data, right. projects like that, right? right? Yep. Um, and the last 10 years was really for industrial clients. Oh, so okay. So oil and gas, mining, metals. Okay. So clients like that. Okay. So I had built data products for the oil and gas industry and in the upstream business, but I had never heard of Microseismic as a wow. company or yeah. capability. Well, right? it, it didn't scare you. That's no, one thing for sure. you like, all right, Microseismic has an ama- like insane amount of data that comes really fast, yes. right? And when we're doing this in real time and you're seeing all these events happening, that's, it is kind of scary to think about that, but for you, you're like, that's nothing. You right. know how to handle that. Exactly, so it's funny, when I came here, I had never heard anybody talk about Microseismic as a data and IoT company, mm. which at its core is what it is. That's what it is, right? And I and and in my role in consulting, I had I had these digital charters within the companies that I work for, and I would go to IoT conferences, and I wow. never saw Microseismic there. Wow! And I mean, this is one of the most sophisticated and and resilient IoT companies in in the world, right? We've been wow. in business for 20 years yeah. acquiring data from all over the world. We were IoT before it was <laughs> IoT, right? <laughs> you created so, IoT. Yeah. That's the reason the uh, acronym exists? Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. man, that's pretty cool. So let's rock it way back. Where are you from? I grew up in Liberty, Texas, which is... About 40 miles that way. <laughs> <laughs> Is this north? That's yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So small town, Liberty, Texas. Liberty, um, Texas, huh? Went to Texas A&M soon as right? I got out of high school. Wow. Spent too many years there, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was getting my degree in MIS. Which is? Which is, it's kind of like a light version of computer science. Okay. Right? And uh, I, I actually spent my first summer internship as a roustabout. Really? Working off the coast of Louisiana. Really? And I decided at that point I wanted to look into computers, and I thought maybe that would be a better fit yeah. for me at yeah. the time. My dad and all my family and everybody around me were all in the oil and gas industry. No so kidding. I was the first one to kind of branch out and no do kidding. something that wasn't blue-collar oil and gas. No kidding. Your yeah. dad, grandpa, and your, all your family all of them. were drilling all, wells all, and bringing fluid to the all, tanks. All, all, and Things like that, yeah. Wow. My dad was more in the uh, pipeline business, so okay. he had a pipeline services company here in the Houston area. And, Son yeah, of but a my gun. uncle worked in the refineries in Baytown, and wow, you know, like it's in the blood. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But you saw that. Now nah, you know what? Maybe like you can use <laughs> yeah. your brain for money just as much as. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, hands. I like to think they do too, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I made the right choice for me for sure. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Man, cool. So you get into the IT business, you go through that, down that rabbit hole, you start learning how all this data gets uh, gets understood by mm -hmm. software and technologies. Mr. Mr. Howdy. There he is. <laughs> the man, the myth, and the legend. <laughs> it's a nice jacket. Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> he's ready for the show. Um, so back to the question. The the idea that you can, you can, you can kind of you get all this data, it gets collected, it gets made every day, there's passive monitoring, there's specific monitoring that gets set up and demobs and mobs to new areas and it's all date and time and it, it's integrated in some way or another, certainly with microseismic stuff. You figured out or you started, like your consulting years are, are, are creating softwares that can, can attached to something like that and make sense of it? Is that basically what you specialized in for yeah, all those that's years? A, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, at the end of the day, in the consulting business, you're just solving problems. Yeah. Right? And for me, I spent a good amount of time my first 10 years in other industries outside of oil and gas. Right. So... My first three years was, was, a, was a new client and a new project every three to six months and a new technology. Whoa. So you're constantly kind of iterating through. So telcos and banks and uh, airlines and just wow. just these different kind of quick projects where you're, you're building something, right? And then I got into the retail industry and I worked a what we call in today's terms, a digital transformation project, right? So it was multi-year, multi-tower technologies with a team of about 300 people Whoa. over that amount of time, right? So that, you know, I, I kind of learned how to, how, to, how to figure out technology and people and process uh. and, and, and really deliver an outcome that mattered to a very large organization, wow. right? So this was, was the largest C-store in the, in, in the world at the time. Whoa. Uh, so, so that's like your, your true introduction to the COO that you are? Like you in really a sense, right? I mean, it's a supply chain issue when you're running a project like that, right? 
what kind of people do you need when yeah. there's a you know yeah. it's a schedule that you're working off of and Sheesh. there's you know the the whole P&L aspect of it and sure. working within a budget and you know kind of thing um, but from there the next kind of big industry that I went into was the airline industry Jeez. and so I always prided myself in understanding what are the metrics that drive an industry, right? So in retail, especially in the convenience store, it's all about location and having the right pr- product at the right price, at the right time, on the right shelf, right. all of yeah. that, right? Yeah. So it's an optimization problem. And then in the airlines, I was working on a, I was involved in two mergers and acquisitions. So when American Airlines and U.S. Air, when they mar- they merged, I was part of a team there, but the one that I had was most tenured on was when Southwest Airlines merged with Airtran. Wow. Didn't so, know you know, these are thing. large companies, and you have to take note of the culture of those organizations and how that's going to work and, and, and think through that. But then there's this technical integrations of the key systems. And the retail have their POS systems and certain key systems. The airlines have yeah. their reservation and network operation systems and, and scheduling systems. Those are key and critical to that airline. Wow. And, and understanding how that reservation system and that network scheduling system and the maintenance systems, those three systems work together. That's an optimization problem once again. Right. Yeah. And now over in the oil and gas industry, it's it. You know, you have three segments: upstream, midstream, downstream. Right. But each one of those is an optimization challenge in itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess everything is. They're all trying to do the same thing: increase revenue and reduce costs. Yep. And take a product which is crude or gas from its source and market and sell it. Right? right to a destination, right, and that's all an optimization challenge. So, it, so optimization. So that's what I was used to. Right, you're seeing, you're identifying the, the the bigger the bigger things trying to come together based on some kind of data inputs that are happening out on these instruments or out in people that are recording things that are happening, boots yeah. on the ground. Yeah, you're taking that information, which is cloudy in itself, and it's making it's forming something bigger that's going into the optimization of the business. How does how does uh, how does an AI actually? How, what do you wh- how do you explain that to somebody? Like elevator pitch. What is AI when you're thi- when you're thinking about data acquisition, QCing, and and it delivering a product? How does what is AI doing yeah. there? I, so I just I just look at AI as just another tool in the toolbox. Okay. It you know it it is it's. It's kind of the next version of automation right. in a process, right? Right. I mean, throughout history, technology has always been an enabler to transform lives, transform industries, right? Mm-hmm. There's many examples. We went from the you know, Industrial re- re- Revolution where machines became the norm and and people were able to go do other things. Yeah. I mean that's that's what AI is today. There's a lot of what I consider commodity work where you know you're kind of doing the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. Well, 
that's where AI is going to have the most impact at scale and and the quickest. Wow. Where if it's a repeatable process that you're yeah. doing over and over and over, AI is going to handle that. Right, handle that. Which 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 really allows people to do what what we are best at, which is being unique and special. Wow. Right? Wow. Yeah. yeah there's sure. only one me. There's only one you. Right. And and there's a there's a lot that goes on in the background that's kind of the similar and the same. Yeah. That's where AI comes in and helps. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Take that over. I was always, uh, yeah, because a, a, a geologist, as a geologist, we go out to the outcrop, we find these rocks that are at the surface, and that starts telling us about this bigger story and this bigger understanding of things. And if you don't have someone that can identify mineral mineralogy out, out an outcrop well and figure out where the structures are, like if you don't have that unique geologist with that skill set, right. then you're just blindly grabbing rocks and getting data and then the data crams into something that's trying to make sense of it yeah. with no direction, with no like guidance. So right. we, we can be much better um, boots on the ground, collecting the data, finding the unique individuals who are really good at identifying those patterns, you know, their natural abilities of the human, without the human brain really do that, optimize the in-between, you know, collecting the data, organizing the data, how it's, do the linear regressions, compartmentalizations, all that stuff is, yeah. you know, you can, computers should drive that, but you get the, the, the step right up front and then you get someone who can manage that. How do you optimize it now? You get the human to get, come in there, do do what you do, and then optimize it, and you know, send it back into the next step of, of AI or whatever it is. Yeah, am I thinking about that right? So kind of so you know we're hiring and growing right now. So <laughs> I mean, there <laughs> might be a place for you here on the team. So that was very very well. Right I'm on. either making 100% complete sense, or, or you did your homework before beforehand. So no, either way, good. it's much appreciated. Likewise, likewise. I'm trying. I'm searching for clarity, just like the rest of us, man. So all right, you 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 do what you do. You've explained that I think really well. Where do you see the challenges for microsize? Where do you see its growth? We talk about carbon sequestration, karst uh, identification. You got uh, geothermal coming through. You got oil and gas still doing what it does and the backbone of a lot of things we do. How do you see Microseismic going over the next five, ten years? Yeah, well, I, I see us being the energy and environmental services monitoring company. Nice. The, the kind of what's common across all of those solutions and offerings that you just mentioned that we we are, we are taking to market is that they all need to be monitored, right? All of those projects. Um, and there's kind of macro trends that are, that are pushing that. And one mm -hmm. is obviously the environment, climate change, mm -hmm. the need to just really make sure that the projects that we are operating are efficient and safe and all of that comes through automation and monitoring monitoring the assets right right and and the other thing that you know I, so where are we going to be in that space we have cornered the market on monitoring subsurface and you know i again i want us to be the one stop shop so through partnerships right now we're, we're extending up the value chain in each one of our solutions. So in the carbon space, we designed an autonomous continuous 
monitoring solution for carbon storage wow. through a grant through the DOE. Oh, nice. Right? So we know how to do that. And now we want to go up and the assets above the ground use monitoring technology to ensure environmental compliance, safe operations. Wow. So pumps, compressors, whatever is going to be up there. Is, yeah. And then and then walk right down the pipelines where that carbon's going to come from and and monitor those assets as well all the way back to the acquiring source, right? Wow. So we have EverAware for the GHG and yeah. operational efficiencies, and we partnered up with Terra 15 yeah. for fiber technology fiber. that, that cool? can run down the pipeline. So we want operators and companies to call us when they start a project because we feel like we can be the end-to-end value chain monitoring company. Yeah. Well, you're building projects today, it sounds like, that's that's using it, and you're, the proven results are, you're, you're doing it. Right. right. So, yeah. The product of the the results from this DOE grant and these pr- partnerships you're you're making are gonna be the solution for someone who's like, hey, I I, I got I'm in a new area. We're in the middle of Colombia or whatever it is. Right. You know, it's international. Right. And they're because that I, one of the takeaways that I'm getting so far in this event is that internationally things are seem to be going bananas. Like right. A lot of excitement outside of the United States. Yes. Inside the United States is, is challenging, a lot of regulatory issues and different things is what I'm getting so far from this event. People yeah. are saying, go to another country and it's it's game on. These, right. these, these companies have a budget, they have the project, they have an area where they need to develop, and it's go in there and do it right. Right. Limit all the mistakes that we made back in the day developing our own country. And we did a pretty damn good job, if you right. ask me. Right, yes. Now we can go into these countries that haven't developed yet run fiber on all this stuff mm-hmm. right on from from jump street run right. fiber from the reservoir to the tanks to the infrastructures and the buildings like can you imagine what right. the, the future cities could look like yeah. in the monitoring yes it's not i can just- <laughs> that's in the plan that's, it. <laughs> that's the vision that's you the got vision. it all right i'm in man i'm along for that ride <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting times, right? Because, you know, the technology is there now. Uh, what, wow. So I cut my teeth in data years ago, and it was kind of my, my, my specialty as I was working in the IT consulting business. And the problem 15 years ago, 20 years ago, is just compute power wow. and how expensive it was, Yeah. right? And yeah. trying to, to, to build out these systems to be able to manage all this data. Well, now... It's possible. That's, that's real. We have, we have the compute power now and wow. and we have the we have the ability to ingest data at real time using these new technologies like fiber yeah and and, and you know and, and the cost of those are realistic uh, right it's all it's all come down now so it's it's completely feasible and the, the other thing that is going on in you know especially this oil and gas industry but really all industries is we've got a, a huge labor challenge yeah COVID for the oil and gas industry, when 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 it hit, people left the industry, and they haven't come back at the pace that they usually come back when we have a downturn. Whoa! And I so you, Google will track the searches for jobs, and and you can go and look at people searching for oil and gas jobs. 
and the price of oil, and usually it's parallel, Makes right? Sense. So the price drops, the searches go down. Yeah. Well, the prices come back. Searches, you know, it's been back, back. Yeah. and the searches are not there anymore. So it's validation, Whoa. you know, using technology to understand that 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 market that and we're and, and, and it's happening across, you know, other industrial type uh, industries, right? So. Labor skills wow. in you know in the U.S. especially plumbers and yeah. welders and across, like they're just like kids aren't in, entering those industries right. as fast and as as much. So the only option is automation. We, we've got to have wow. automation at scale, and for us wow. that automation is monitoring. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 That's how so. you. That's the only way you can do it. Yeah. If you don't have anybody that kind of knows it anymore. You just lay the optimi- uh, you lay it all down, and you can monitor it all, and that's kind of crazy to think about. You kind of blew my mind at the end of this uh, oh, yeah? short okay. segment. Right. Uh, what's uh, what's happening there? Either way, I'm I'm following Microseismic Inc. I'm Wonderful. Re- I'm reading the technical papers that you guys are doing. I would love to see a lot more of your vision and your perspective and your information and knowledge that you hold on all kinds of different subjects. I would love to see more of that. They don't do white papers for that, but maybe giving talks, like keynote speaker at some of these events we have coming up. Absolutely. Stuff like that. It's fascinating because you you really see the business side of things and the reality of things as well as trying to really understand the technical side of things too. You have Dr. John McKenna, who knows the ins and outs of exactly how the monitoring's working and what is it seeing and what do we think we understand from that, but and then how to apply it in the real world. You're seeing that, and I think it's something something there with Microseismic Inc. If yeah. developing a, a series that's following this story, it's almost like its own Netflix documentary. You there know you what go. I mean? Yeah. Like you guys are doing it, and I want to <laughs> stay in tune with that, and I got to figure out a way to how to do that. You know, that's efficient. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we want you to be a part of it. Yeah. Right definitely. On. Sure. Well, Gary, thank you so much, yeah, Presidente. Appreciate it. Uh, this was awesome. Thank you for your Good time. Deal. Thanks right. for having us here. Yeah. Thanks for being here. It's a good event. All right. Right on. Thanks. Ha, ha, ha.